Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. This is our 334th podcast of Guys Guys Radio. We're broadcasting live this evening from Harlem, USA in New York City. I hope everybody's had a great week and off to a new week. This is uh, the time of year where we're in that final push towards uh, Christmas and Kwanzaa and Little Christmas, and we just had Hanukkah and New Year's and New Year's resolutions and all of that kind of stuff. So I hope you're uh, it's it's a pressurized time of year. And today it poured rain. I I was watching uh, in here in New York City, it rained like all day, crazy rain. And uh, my wife and my son and I, I offered I got up and worked out and I said, let's go let's go down to uh, if you want, we'll go down to Trader Joe's and load up on some stuff and then take the train home. Wow. Crowded. It's too crowded. Trader Joe's is a great place. Great prices. Just, it's just too much. It's, it's too crowded. And uh, then to lug all that stuff home in the rain, uh, couldn't get a cab, couldn't get the bus, had to take the subway. Wow. What a day. Anyhow, um, this is the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Guys, guys, radio. It all started with my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. I wrote a book about uh, men, basically, and relationships and uh, kind of giving a peek under the tent for women into the real lives of men. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. And from there, I started blogging uh, at my website, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com. And then we launched Guy's Guy's Radio a few years ago. And we started talking to people in the relationship area and I started blogging in the relationship area and then things started to, we expanded the club, so to speak. And we've had all different types of guests from entertainment, writers, spiritual teachers, metaphysical experts, relationship coaches, life coaches, authors, fantasy football experts, and more. And we've got a great show for you this evening. Special guest, a wonderful guy, uh, Les Jensen. He is the host of New Human Living, a podcast he's been doing for a while. He has a background in broadcasting. I was on his show recently, and he is going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about his book. Foremost, we're going to talk about his book, Citizen King. It's all about personal power, um, the new age of power, and how to, how to claim your personal power and make the most of it in this crazy world we live in. We also may touch on another book that he sent me called Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, but I'll leave that up to Les. I know he wants to talk about the uh, Citizen King, so we'll, we'll focus on that. Anyhow, I hope, as I said, everybody had a great week. Pouring rain today in New York. I noticed I was watching the, uh, one of the football games today, the 49ers and the Seahawks, and pouring rain in San Francisco, too. So, wow, when you're trying to get things done for the holidays and it's raining like crazy, and it was really raining here, and it was really raining out west, like, yikes. Um, I don't think they had the problem in the middle of the country, but um, both on the coast, yes. So anyhow, if you're, a, if you're a fantasy football fan or a player, 
this was the uh, weekend for the uh, semifinals. And what crazy games. A lot of things went against uh, how you usually think they're going to go. Instead of a lot of really high-scoring games, there was a bunch of low-scoring games and a couple of upsets. The 49ers eked one out against the Seahawks, who needed the game, the Seattle Seahawks, but they lost. The Patriots, who always seemed to find a way to beat the Steelers, couldn't come up with it this time, and they lost 17-10. So i got to take a look at the playoff picture. It's, a, it's in the NFL. It's like all over the place. And the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, who were riding high, and their offense was explosive, go into Indianapolis, and they lose 23-0. to zero. So I think they're still in the driver's seat in the NFC East. Um, but the Eagles play the L.A. Rams tonight. For myself, I'm in the semifinals. I was in the finals the last two years. I won two years ago. I made a bad move with my quarterbacks last year. Instead of playing Jared Goff, I played Nick Foles, who stunk in the uh, 16 of the finals, and I lost because of that. I pulled, I pulled Jared Goff at the last minute, and I ended up losing. And now this year, um, I kind of clawed my way into the playoffs, and now um, I'm, the guy I'm playing, his team, is, uh, they've won 10 in a row. But he's had massive injuries. Uh, Aaron Jones got injured for him. Uh, Keenan Allen got injured from him, him. But my team's not putting up any points either. So it's like I'm up by 10 points, and we've got uh, a couple games to go. I've got Jared Koff and Alvin Kamara, my two best players, teed up. He's got Drew Brees and the Saints defense, and he's 10 points behind. So I'd like to be in my position versus his position, but you never know. It's been such a crazy weekend. So anyhow, if you if you do play fantasy football, uh, I hope you're having a blast with it because it is a lot of fun. So anyhow, what else is happening out here? Um, December. It seems like there's so many December uh, so, so many December babies. And I was reading an article this week about uh, kids born in December live longer and are happier for some reason. And uh, they did studies on it and they quantified it. And like, wow. So if you're a December baby, like I am, um, congratulations. It's a good month to be born. I actually, my birthday's uh, three days before Christmas. And uh, you would think like, wow, that really, that's not very good three days before Christmas. But you know what? It's actually good because when I was a kid, I would get like money on my birthday and then I'd go into Christmas and I'd get presents. And it's much better to have your birthday three days before than on Christmas Eve, on Christmas, or the day after Christmas. So I get like an initial uh, celebration just for me, and then we move right into Christmas and Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day and all of that. So it's actually a pretty good deal. So I, I love having my birthday. It's the end of the year, too, so it clocks another year. So I really like having it then. What else is happening? Ah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They just announced next year's... Uh, members to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you're a music lover, lover, let me read them off because I'm always surprised. Like, you know, rock and roll isn't as big as it used to be. So now they're kind of pulling in a lot of the 80s bands and groups. So here's who we have who, who've been elected. Stevie Nicks, um, she's in already with uh, Fleetwood Mac, and now she's in on her own. I guess uh, she's had a pretty strong career. Uh, Radiohead. Radiohead, some people really dig them and some people like, eh, they had that one album, OK Computer, which was their seminal piece of work. Should they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think a lot of people would say yes, and a lot of people would say, eh, I don't think so, or I'm not sure. The Cure, kind of same thing. Uh, I don't know how big The Cure was, but uh, they're in. The Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. I think they got the most votes, and uh, that kind of hair metal band's they're getting in now. The cars got in last year. Def Leppard, Leppard now. 
Um, Janet Jackson got in, and uh, then we always ask the question, well, is Janet Jackson in rock and roll? So I don't know how they define it, but there's a lot of uh, hip-hop acts that are now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I guess they make it uh, cutting-edge music, um, contemporary music that crosses over, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how Janet Jackson is a rock and roller. Uh, her music is great. And I think it's more dance oriented, but so be it. Um, Roxy Music. And I heard two, uh, two broadcasters on a sports radio. They were going through the list the other day and like, who's Roxy Music? I don't know any of their songs. Well, you probably will remember that's Brian Ferry's group. And they had Love is the Drug. That was a huge song in the 70s. Um, I remember uh, going on my... Uh, one of the uh, spring break trips and that was, song was playing everywhere. And believe me for that trip, love was one of the drugs for the trips, but uh, we had a great time down in Fort Lauderdale back in the day, going to the elbow room and women would flash their boobs and stuff. And that was before that was like a big thing, like, Ooh, they flash their boobs. Nowadays, you know, you look on Instagram, it's like, it's a bikini show on there. It's like, look at my butt, look at my transformation. I was skinny. Now I have a huge back and butt. Um, the zombies got in the, from the seventies. I think they're well-deserving showing my age a little bit here, but the zombies, they had time of the season, uh, big, big song. Um, what was there? Other one? She's not there. Was that, that she's not there. Let, don't let me tell you about her, the way she moves. It's too late to say you're sorry. How would I know? Why should I care? He's don't bother trying to find her. She's not there. Yeah, that's it. She's not there. So they're in. Ron Argent, very uh, well-known um, organ player, very well-respected. And I think he played, he might have played a B3, uh, Hammond B3. I'm not sure, but um, they, they were solid. And so that's our class for next year. So you can watch them. I think they do an HBO program on it, like in February or something. So that's that. What else is happening? Here we are in New York City. Um, you know, every time at the end of the year, it's so New York's such a crazy town and uh, it's such an eclectic food town. So I cut out this uh, article on food that uh, was in Time Out in New York. And they mentioned like these are the best dishes and drinks of the year. And it's so New York because they're all over the place. Let me read you a couple. Number one, fettuccine at a restaurant called Misi. Stand out fettuccine. You would think like fettuccine. Um, but they, they went to it. Uh, Black pepper with buffalo butter, homemade noodles, stunning al dente bowl of cheesy, creamy goodness. <laughs> okay. Next is folded cheeseburger in a pita. Then wild roasted mushrooms at Sunday in Brooklyn shrooms. At Sunday in Brooklyn. Remember the movie Beguiled where they fed uh, Clint Eastwood the, the wild mushrooms and killed him at the end and then they buried him out in the yard? Uh, tiramisu, who would think tiramisu now, 2018, Malawak. You may not have heard of it, but this flaky Yemeni fry bread is starting to pop up on Middle Eastern menus throughout the city. This, this is just a sampling of New York. New York, you can eat anything, anytime, any day, any area of the city. 
you've got we've got everything here. If you're a real foodie, this is the place to be. It's not Paris, but New York's got everything, and it's a 24-hour town. So if you really love food, you can't find a better place than than New York. You know, it's interesting. I was down. I met a friend for coffee the other day, and uh, I just looked out the window, and I, you know, you see people. When you move around in New York, you see people that you see on TV because it is the media capital. So I looked out the window, and bang, you know, I, I locked eyes with somebody. It was this woman who I just watched make beef, beef stroganoff against Bobby Flay on his show. He, she lost. He beat her in the signature dish. That Bobby Flay, he always he finds a way to make his dishes taste good, and he executes really well. And a lot of these people come on a show. They, they fail in their execution, and he wins, I'd say, 80% of the time, uh, a lot of times because of that. And he knows how to make food taste good, and the bottom line is food has to taste good. Anyhow, she was all uh, jazzed up over her beef stroganoff, off, but she went down. But, you know, it's funny. I just looked out the window, and I see who's, who I lock eyes with. The beef stroganoff woman, chef. So, anyhow, New York, New York, how I love it. Um, so anyhow, that's what's going on here. I hope everybody, again, is having a great week. I thank everybody for supporting us here at Guys Guys Radio. We're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, we're on Blog Talk Radio, and we're on um, TuneIn, iTunes. Yes, of course. So you want to support the show or support what we're doing here, which is really showcasing a lot of um, thinkers who have great ideas and uh, put information out there for all of you who are like seeking, seeking the best. And... Um, we have a big announcement. I'm not going to make it this evening. I'm going to make it on Wednesday night where I'll just give you a clue. I've been kind of hinting at it, but block, uh, but uh, guys, guys radio is going to have a much expanded footprint and I'm really excited about it. And I want to thank all my listeners for that. Um, and I want to thank all my guests, all 334 podcasts, including tonight, we're going to be on terrestrial radio. We're going to be on AM radio, two FM stations. We're going to be on iHeart radio. I'll give you the details on Wednesday, but it's a real major step forward. And it's just one of hopefully many. And uh, thank you for hanging in there with me as I have put this show together and tried to offer you the very best guests and the very best in the talk and entertainment and life, love and the pursuit of happiness, all the things that we're interested in. So if you're a seeker like me, I call myself, I'm a regular guy on a spiritual quest, living a regular life. That's me. So anything I can offer you guys out there in terms of uh, information, entertainment, good discussion, this is the place to be, Guys Guys Radio. So let's take a quick break, and then we're going to bring our special guest, Les Jensen, onto the show. You're listening to the Guys Guys Radio. All right. All right. We're back on Guys Guys Radio. Your host, Robert Manny. Um, welcoming you back to the show. As I mentioned, our special guest is uh, kind of a spiritual teacher, a seeker in his own right, and uh, a really cool guy and a very nice man, uh, Les Jensen. Let me tell you a little bit about Les. He's got a bunch of books that he's written. And when I, when I was interviewed on his show and I talked to him separately, he told me he wants to write like 15 books. And he's got a couple out already. The one we're going to talk about this evening, his choice was uh, called Citizen King, the new... Um, the new age of power and it's about uh, personal power and how to, how to kind of claim it in this time of corporate Is that the word? Anyhow, it's a co- corporations are run in this country. So that's what I meant to say. So anyhow, let me tell you a little bit about Les. He comes from a broadcasting uh, background, broadcast TV energy admitted from high power transmitters, Les Jensen grasped the language he would use in his spiritual writings. His book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, guides readers to live authentically and powerfully to fulfill the vision of their heart 
So you want to learn more about it, go to uh, newhumanliving.com. That's his website, and uh, that's where this podcast is. A little more about Les. In 19, uh, excuse me, 2009, he created New, Hi- New Human Living, a platform that promotes personal empowerment and Les's life pur- purpose of being of service to others. He hosts New Human Living Radio, enjoying insightful conversations with guests who are shaping the future of human consciousness. He resides in Colorado, USA. So let's bring him on to the show right now. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Les Jensen, how are you, Les? I'm delightful. Thank you, Robert, for having me on your show. Well, great to bring you on to the show and uh, welcome. Um, had so much fun going through your book. Tell us a little bit about um, you know, what you do, how you kind of made the transformation from your broadcast career towards more of a spiritual path, um, what inspired you to write the books you've written, and... Um, and then we'll get into uh, Citizen King. Sure. Well, you know, it, it's a curious thing. Uh, had you asked me in the first few decades of my career what my life path was going to be, and I, I would have answered one thing. Well, I'm a, I'm a television broadcast engineer, and that's the only way I saw myself. But I, I kind of had a aha moment when I was 35, and it was quite unexpected. I uh, I had been seeing a psychiatrist, and I ended up on the couch. And uh, one particular episode, he said, well, Les, I want to talk to you about anger. And I'm like, well, that's really pointless. I don't get mad. And he's like, well, I know, but let's talk about anger. And I didn't see any value in it, but he persisted. And uh, long story short, he puts his hand on and he says, come on, show me your anger. And, and in that moment, unexpected on my behalf, this immense amount of energy, just like turning on a big high-power transmitter, this immense amount of energy comes pouring out of my psyche. And the energy was anger. And in that moment, my life changed um, so dramatically because it, it, it startled me in that I had... Uh, an element, an aspect of myself, if you will, that I wasn't even aware of. How did and that come out? How did, I look how, back. How did, how did it come out? What was the, what, what, what triggered this? Well, he kind of, the psychiatrist kind of got up in my face and he put his hand out and he said, come on, push on my hand, show me your anger. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I pushed and I kind of sunk in the overstuffed couch. And in that moment, I thought it was uh, pointless. But the second time, he kind of got up in my face. He said, look, look, it's safe for you to show me your anger. In fact, I want to see your anger. This is a safe place to to do this. Now, Les, would you show me your anger? That's all he did. That's all he did. But my psyche, some part of my psyche responded to that. And... Like I said, it's like some big-ass valve opened up and this huge, uh, an immense amount of energy is flowing through me. I remember at the time going, what the hell is this? Who who are you, you know, speaking, so to speak, to the anger? And the anger is like, I don't care what you think of me. I don't I don't care. And And with that huge release of something I was not even aware of, in my psyche when that released it caught my attention i'm like wait a minute what the hell time out 
If that's been in my psyche, what else has been there? And that's when my life path really expanded. So um, if fast forward through the decades, and one thing about working in television um, with the big uh, global networks is you watch the history of humanity unfold in video. They have um, the networks I worked for had crews all over the world. And in the back channels, you know, behind the scenes, there is an immense amount of content flowing all the time. And watching this over the decades, I really didn't change, I didn't see a change to the, the narrative. War, um, financial struggle, heartache, pain, suffering. I mean, these paradigms are still going on. And... Uh, and some just didn't seem right to me. It, it's like, um, how many graduates are there from traditional education? How many religions have had centuries of opportunity? And yet here we are with humanity struggling with itself. Here we are in 2018, soon to be 2019, and humanity is still struggling with itself. What the hell? And so... I really, uh, I really did some soul searching, so to speak, of of what is this thing called consciousness, human consciousness, human demeanor. Every listener is a point of presence, if you will, of consciousness. You need consciousness to listen to sentences. You need consciousness to generate sentences. So we're all conscious, and and that's kind of a root element of all human experience. So what my books are, in a general sense, is how do you take this substance, this human consciousness substance, and get a fulcrum, get a lever point on it to actually make a change in your life, if that answers your question. Okay. What drove you to, uh, what inspired you to see a psychiatrist, if you don't mind my asking? Oh, no problem. Ask me anything you want. Um, I was uh, I was struggling with my relationships. Uh, I was I was starting to get physical symptoms. I, I was uh, at the onset of ulcers. I was gnashing my teeth in my sleep. Um, I had this kind of undercurrent, if you will, of of angst of of anxiousness in my body and it was um it was manifesting itself in several ways in in hindsight that unresolved anger in my psyche was making the vast majority of my decisions during my day it turned out my ego my ego was scared to death of any conversation action or intention that might lead me to the feeling of anger. If anything might do that, I would subconsciously avoid it. So the wife would want to paint the the kitchen fluorescent pink. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. argue. I didn't want to get in an argument. My boss would degrade me or or not uh, compensate me fairly. I wouldn't challenge anything. I couldn't. 
this is all in hindsight too. It's in hindsight because when I was living it, I didn't know of any issue with anger, but I was avoiding so many things because my ego did not want to experience anger at any cost. Okay. Have you uh, written a, what was the first book that you wrote then? Was it about anger? I mean, how did my, I guess no, my I've, bigger question is how did you process then? Because you, you became self-aware that you had uh, anger that you kind of, I, I, I guess you bottled yourself up. Some people blow up and then they keep going and some people just hold it in and they get resentful and pissed off. And it sounds like you were more in that camp. Um, we all have anger issues some way or another. Um, so once you became self-aware of it, what, what did you do? And, and when you got on your kind of your path and what did you say, Oh, I'm going to write about this. I'm going to process it out that way. Or what did you, what did you do? Well, it turns out anger was a decisive element in my family of origin. My dad was a world war II vet and when he got mad, the whole household would try to become invisible. Um, but to answer your question, the um, all the emotion wanted was to be felt. Uh, I mean, this is, again, this is hindsight. It took me a while to understand this. All of our emotions only want to be felt. So how did I process it? I gave myself permission to feel it. And, and I went proactive looking in my subconscious for other unresolved um, emotions in my psyche, if you will. And I found a bunch of other stuff. And I still find it. This I'm 20 years into this, mm-hmm. and it's like an onion. There's, a, there's always a deeper layer, a deeper layer. But if you're not processing layers, you're stuck at wherever, whatever layer you're on. And had I stayed stuck back then, I couldn't stand up for myself. Anger in and of itself is not good or bad. Anger in a negative connotation paralyzes you like it had me. But if I get angry now, it's raw fuel. It's raw energy that I can focus my anger into action, and it will fuel the transformation of the condition. Okay, so... Did you uh, start New Human Living, the radio show, first, or did you start writing first, or how, what was your, how did you, what was your well, journey? I've written, I've written like uh, six or seven books, and I took some of them off the market because my English wasn't so good. And uh, um, the first book I wrote uh, never was never published. It took me six years to write, and over the, that six years, my language changed, my my dialogue, my the, the the way I composed myself changed so much that every paragraph sounded like a different guy. So I threw the whole thing out, and then uh, I wrote a few other books, and and I I, I shelved all that, and then. The first book that stuck was called Personal Power Fundamentals, and that's an e-book that's available at newhumanliving.com. That book talks about the mechanics of getting stuck emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and then what you can do about it to unstuck yourself, if you will. Okay. Uh, Citizen King, then. Um, Talk to us about that. What was the inspiration for Citizen King? And when did you well, uh, write this? How long did it take you to put it together? Well, <clears throat> I, uh, 
I started writing books much faster, uh, six months to nine months, some, somewhere like that. I think Citizen King took maybe a year and a half. Citizen King, I, I'm very fond of that book. So, so you and I are sitting here talking now, and um, we each have egos and we each have souls. And for the listener, the same thing would apply. None of us were born with an ego. Our family of origin grew an ego, if you will, upon ourselves. And then we fast forward into life. And here we are, adults living, living our lives. The ego tends to be very cautious about choices in the sense that it doesn't want to lose its sense of control. The ego does not want to be blindsided by the consequence of a decision that it has made. So the ego weighs every decision based on the past, which is a sort of prison, if you will, because it's a repetitive nature. If you're making your decisions based on the past, you can't break out in any really new tangents. So Citizen, Citizen King talks about, wait a minute, time out, time out. If we can teach our egos that there's a much higher wisdom inside of us, a much higher wisdom that we've been carrying around with us, and for the vast majority of humanity, this, this higher wisdom is ignored day in and day out. And what I mean about that is the wisdom of your soul. Um, my life path was to write books, do radio shows, and I'm just getting started. My soul is showing me these ideas of my life that are huge. And, I, and what Citizen King does is it teaches your ego how to slow down, slow down, slow down, and connect with a much higher wisdom that, that you have with you. And it was that higher wisdom that one day said, let's write a book. And my ego said, what the hell? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let's write a book. Oh, come on, you're kidding me. A small town kid from Utah who wants to hear what I have to say. No, really, less, write a book. And Robert, writing is such a fulfilling part of my life now. And I never would have experienced this deep sense of fulfillment in my life had I not taught my ego that, wait a minute, wait a minute, whenever my soul's talking, I should dictate notes. I shouldn't argue with it. I mean, there's... There's certain timing, like your soul say, well, you're going to write screenplays on Broadway. Well, that doesn't mean you go home and sell your house and move away. There's a timing to things, but if your soul is giving you a, an idea or an imprint of what can happen in your life, there's a reason for it. All right, let me ask you this. How, what, what happened, what, what signals, in what form was the communication from your soul or where, wherever it came from to point you to your uh, life's journey, as you say, and uh, uh, inspire you to write books and do your radio show? Well, it typically happens in single sentences. And that might not make sense at first, but a really powerful thing you can do for yourself is to get a bunch of post-it notes. 
this is the fast track to to giving an entry point for your soul into your everyday life. Get a bunch of post-it notes. And what will happen is typically your brain will be doing something else. You'll be unloading the groceries from the car. You'll be standing on the curb in the rain in New York City trying to get home from Trader Joe's. And a single sentence will pop in your head. Hey, write that book. And I tell you what, learn to pay attention when those when those single sentences pop in. Because the moment the sentence happens, write it down. Write it down, ink on paper. Because what will happen if you don't, and I did this for many years, is your very next thought, you drag it up into your ego and you bitch slap it. Oh, I don't. I can't write a book. I suck at grammar. I. Who wants to hear what I have to say? And your mind rationalizes it into oblivion. But if you've written it down, how powerful. If you've written it down, the sentence is still in your presence. If you haven't written it down, your ego has, has taken off on some tangent and it's lost forever. So your, your soul sits here and throws you ideas. Of, of a direction your life can go, but your ego is the lowest common denominator. And if all you do with your ego is stare at your phone or worry about your status, then nothing's going to change. So a really powerful thing to do is when you hear those, those one-off sentences, write them down verbatim. And what you're going to notice is after a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you can you can get them all together, and you're going to see a theme, a theme unfold. And that theme unfolding is the idea that your soul has for your life. Okay, you talk about uh, karma and the karmic imprint, and uh, on the path of uh, becoming a king, a citizen king, and uh, the new age of power. Talk to us a little bit about the effects of karma and uh, what we can do about it. Well, in my example, my karma, uh, a good example would be anger. Um, anger was a very prominent component of my karmic composition. And so I would say your karma, in a general sense, is, Unresolved energy in your psyche, unresolved energy in your personal energy persona. And if you're carrying around, a, carrying around a lot of karma and you're not aware of it, which is by default the very nature of a, a lot of karma, most of your choices will be made out of a karmic um, um, habit or momentum, if you will, just like I wouldn't do anything that might bring the reaction of anger. So if I, if I want to give my soul the ability to have a strong and powerful influence in my life, and yet my ego is posturing with unresolved subconscious energy in my, in my sub, subconscious, you can see those are incongruent with themselves. In order for my ego to show up as as a walking in step, if you will, with my soul, I had to I had to heal. I had to resolve 
the uh, unresolved energy in my subconscious. I had to teach my ego. Wait a minute, ego. Do you realize, ego, do you realize how cool how cool your life will be if you actually pay attention to your soul's inspiration? Because once you start to taste the fruit of that, if you will, once you start to get some uh, successes from following the inspiration of your soul, you get a much more uh, deeper satisfaction with your own life. And you get a few of those under your belt, and it's like, well, this is the path for me. (laughs) I don't want to live by my ego. I want to live by my heart. I want to live by my soul. And and what what makes you do that well is by resolving the unresolved kar- karmic imprinting in your personal energy persona. All right. So uh, for the for the everyday person and for our listeners uh, and for myself, I'm a regular everyday person too, as as we all are. Uh, what are some of the common blocks that people have to uh, pre- that get in the way of their accessing their personal power? Um, their their karma their um, karma can show up. Uh, the short answer is their karma, but karma can show up as belief systems. Uh, for example, well, I'm not worthy. Well, I'm not actually qualified to write a book. Um, I so in, in the mental space of of a person, the mental disposition, if you will. Your belief systems literally create a lattice of um, things that you will entertain and things that you won't entertain. And karmically, if if that uh, if your belief system is very narrow, then you're really tying your hands behind your back because your soul can feed you ideas, sentences that are new new vectors, new directions in your life. But if your belief systems have no place to entertain those inspirations, then the probability of it happening falls down next to zero. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, your belief systems are an aspect of your karma. So to challenge your belief systems, to dissolve, in, in many cases our belief systems don't serve us whatsoever. So in the mental construct, belief systems or uh, habitual thought patterns can be very limiting to our... Give, give, um, give us an example of a, of a belief system that gets in the way. You know, I'm not well, worthy. Type of thing. I'm, just a, I'm just a citizen, and my soul, my soul is showing me an idea for an education system that's, that's a polar vector of what exists today. But I'm just a citizen. I can I don't have any authority. I can't I can't be the one that changes an institution like that. I can't do that. I'm a citizen. That's a belief system. But yet if you look at our past like like Gandhi, Gandhi has a flipping war machine show up at his front door and this this scrawny little man, I say that with due respect takes on a war machine because he had the personal sovereignty. He had a sense of dominion over what he saw was right and wrong. But if if you can't see yourself 
we're we're at a paradigm in our human story where many new vectors, many new ways of doing things are going to unfold, and it's going to come through human beings like you and me. There's people out there that are being inspired about how we can change our culture, which is what we've been uh, praying about for centuries. The, the change is going to come from within human beings. The inspiration is going to come from within us. But if we can't have the wherewithal to say, well, I can be the one to start a, a new way of doing things, a new banking system, a new agriculture system, a new education system. We're hungry for that. We're very hungry for that. And it's going to come through individuals like you and me as the inspiration of our soul. So Now, and, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. If we can't honor the the inspiration of our soul, we can't fulfill the reason we're here. Our soul had a vision for our life before we were even born. There's there's a, a reason and a purpose why every single one of us is here. And I tell you what, life gets really good when you can figure out what that is and then honor it and show up for it. When you when you do that the first few times, you, you tend to be a little nervous. You tend to be a little uh, gun-shy about it. And I appreciate that. I understand that. But I wrote Citizen King as a, kind of a, a walk-you-through-it manual about how to teach your ego the, the really cool um, part about following the wisdom of your heart and your soul. It changes your life forever. I'm not going back. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really excited to see what my my soul's going to show me next, and I'm preparing myself to fulfill whatever it does show me. Okay, question for you, uh, Les. A lot of people, um, that you know, we we talk to them about listening to your heart and being more heart focused in terms of making decisions and listening to that little voice inside and, you know, getting away from the monkey chatter and all of that. And from what I have uh, heard and read and maybe learned is that that voice that comes through to you actually sounds like your own voice, because even if it's coming from a different dimension or whatever, wherever the way we process is it, is it the way we process it, it is through our own voice uh, and our own processor. So it's tricky for people because they may think, ah, that's just my, I'm talking to myself. That's not really coming from any place. How does an individual know that they're getting the information that's really guiding them and they're not just putting thoughts in their own head? That's a really good question. Because a spooked ego, a nervous ego will generate a a fake... uh, channel of inspiration if you will that's a really good question it well it's kind of like um it's kind of like working out or flexing your muscles um if you don't work out and you sit on the couch year in and year out and then poof here comes the day you have to use your muscles and it it's a little awkward it's a little clumsy because you have no skin in the game um to to hone, I guess would be the word, to hone your ability to discern 
if the inspiration's truly coming from your heart and soul or if it's background chatter of your ego is is practice so what probably wouldn't work out too well is to practice on something that's got a, a high consequence. In other words, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be inspired by the next sentence and whatever it says, I'm gonna drop everything I'm doing and go do it. And the sentence is move to Zimbabwe and and learn how to paint zebras. I mean, uh, that's a high consequence. Um, practice but what about what about i'd like to find a new place to eat dinner i'd like to find a new uh cuisine that i enjoy um i'm gonna ask my heart my soul to show me um new ways that i can enjoy food and so there's that's not as risky that's not as um there's not such a big consequence there and and by developing a rapport, if you will, with your heart and your soul on the on the simpler things, your ego can learn to discern, if you will, when the inspiration's coming from your heart and your soul, um, in simple everyday matters. Okay. And then um. and then when a big inspiration comes by, you you know how to trust it. That's a good question because I don't think I was very good at it to begin with. Uh, before that moment of awakening, I was all ego and probably very little heart and soul that I was consciously aware of. And I would say now I try very hard to pay attention to my heart, my soul. So it's quite a difference. Okay. You also in uh, in the book, which is Citizen King, the new age of power, you talk about the importance of purification, self-purification. So, um, you know, to get to the point where you can discern between ego monkey chatter and getting truth, um, you need to clean your vessel out, I guess. So what are some of the practices, the practical day-to-day things that people can do, whether it's affirmations or meditation or mantras or yoga or running or, uh, you know, what are some of the things that people can do to get them started on this path? Because I, I, I truly believe that most people, particularly nowadays, are, are, are interested. I'm talking to more and more people, and I can tell, even if they don't come out and state it clearly, that they're interested in finding out that there's more than, than meets the eye, that there's more than they're fed on TV, than it's more than the government's telling them, it's more than they're getting out of their job. And they just don't know where to go. And one of the things we do here on Guys Guys Radio, we bring different guests with, with new information for them to consider, like yourself, Les. And so what are some of the practices, though, for people to be to start to get started on that path? You have to start doing something. What are some of the sure. things that they can do to, uh, to kind of open, open up? Sure, I like that. Well, you talked about purity, and I want to be really clear. Purity and righteousness are not the same thing whatsoever. I'm not talking about some sort of righteousness that the collective should align themselves to. Not at all. When I talk about personal purity, the example of my anger was an example of me not being pure, where I've I've brought the momentum of my past. I brought the emotional 
baggage of my past with past with me and that really had me posturing with so many choices so when I talk about purity it's about the release of the emotions of the past it's about the dissolving of the belief systems that no longer serve us so you mm-hmm. want some some square on tips about what can we do to start moving out of the uh, being karmically stuck if you will and I suggest to the listeners that there's no way in hell that you know the full uh, range of which karma is influencing you until you actually go to do something about it. So tips. Here's a tip. Pay attention. Pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to how you feel. What's the, what's the general demeanor or feeling of how you feel? And then pay attention to when you notice a shift. For example, you're, uh, you're, you're at work, you're sitting in a department head meeting, and everything's fine, and you're, you're talking, you're, you're representing your ideas. There's a really passionate discord between everybody, I mean a, a passionate exchange of information. And then in walks Bob, and the whole flipping room shuts down. And Bob turns into this flagrant, you know, Neanderthal and, and starts uh, ragging on everybody. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. But how you feel about speaking changed. In that moment, how you felt changed. And that's an example of, of karmic posturing. Um, so, so you... Um, you interact with your in-laws, and they bring up a topic, and you're and pay attention. Your feelings shift. What I didn't know um, beforehand was how to detect um, when my emotions would shift, because by the by our, its very nature, our subconscious is subconscious. It's off the radar. So I had all this anger in me for decades, and I it was off my radar. But had I practiced the the um, paying attention to when my energy shifted, maybe I'm in conversation with my spouse, and it takes the first step towards anger, and then I I go to shut down. That's that's my energy shifting. Got it. And and what you're what you're literally doing, it's like sprinkling flour on the kitchen floor to see if you're sleepwalking. You're finding out an attribute about yourself that you're not conscious of, no matter how smart you are, no matter how many degrees on your wall, your subconscious is subconscious. So by paying attention as you interact with people, situations and events, pay attention to when your your feelings shift. And when they shift, stay in the feeling. Learn how to be comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Because anger made me feel uncomfortable and I'd want to push it back down. But okay. now when I feel anger come up, it's like, wait a minute, there's something here. Wait a minute, what's behind this? And then I become more conscious of what I'm doing. Got it. Okay. Um, we're winding down on time now, Les. So uh, why don't you uh, 
tell our listeners where they can find your book, uh, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, where they can find you on New Human Living, etc. Sure. Um, NewHumanLiving.com is a great entry point for the work I, that I've done. Um, the easy thing to do there is sign up for the newsletter. Once a week, I'm going to I'm going to uh, present a philosophy or a concept to you that helps you discover more of your power. NewHumanLiving.com is also how you can connect with the New Human Living radio show. Um, we do our show once a week on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Mountain. And my books are available um, wherever books are sold, Amazon. You can get them through NewHumanLiving.com. And there's one book, Personal Power Fundamentals, that only exists as an e-book, and it's only available on the NewHumanLiving.com website. Fantastic. Well, listen, Les, you're doing good work. You found it's it's good to hear. It's reassuring, uh, and particularly for our audience to know that uh, you can find your – it's possible to find your journey and your calling and then pursue it and uh, how things can really open up for you and how you can really um, grab hold of uh, and uh, exemplify your power and be your power So and align with it. So congratulations on all of your accomplishments Congratulations on your wonderful show, New Human Living, and on this book, Citizen King. I have your other book, Forgiven Sinner. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. But um, you've got a lot of wonderful works, but uh, I guess the place to go for everybody is newhumanliving.com. So Bravo. I want to, I want to thank you, thank Les, you for, for being on the show. show. And uh, enjoy the holidays, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch, my friend, and uh, all the best to you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with a couple of final thoughts and wrap things up. The Guys Guy Radio. All right, we're back on Guys Guys Radio, just wrapping up the show. Again, our special guest, Les Jensen, New Human Living. Really good podcast, a lot of great books, and uh, he's a wonderful guy, and he's uh, he's a regular guy on a spiritual quest, living an ordinary life. So God bless, bless, and um, and all you folks out there. Just a couple of quick thoughts. If you want to support us on Guys Guys Radio, and you want to support me and my work? Well, you can always buy my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which started everything. You can pick it up on Amazon, any of the e-tailers. It's still in some bookstores. Um, you could also rate review and subscribe to uh, Guys Guys Radio on iTunes. Uh, the ratings uh, and reviews really help us, and uh, it's free. Uh, all 334 podcasts are free. We're going to be back again on Wednesday. We're still doing two a week, and again, again I'll have our special announcement uh, this Wednesday. Our special guest is uh, the author of The Five-Year Marriage, uh, Anne-Marie Kelly, and it should be a really interesting uh, uh, conversation. She's a relationship coach, and she believes in uh, you should get remarried every every five years to your spouse if things are working out. And it's a it's a cool concept. But let me just talk about one last thing before we kind of wrap up here. Um, you know, at this time of year, as I've said in the past couple of weeks, it's it can be the happiest time of the year for a lot of people, and it's also the saddest time of the year for a lot of people who don't have that much and really 
they kind of shy away from the holidays because they don't have too much to celebrate. They might not have too much money to buy presents. They might not have that many friends or relatives who buy presents for them. If you can go out in your day-to-day travel, the thing you can do, obviously you can't buy everybody a present, but what you can do to give them something of yourself is to recognize that we're all one, recognize their divinity, that every single person, every single animal, every single tree and flower, all come from the same source. And if you can recognize that, I promise you that your life will begin to change in a really positive way. Um, I mentioned that uh, there's a lot of December birthdays, and I said I'm one of them also. And it, it, it makes you think back and, and really start to appreciate life. I'll tell you why for me. My birthday is uh, this week. My brother's older brother's birthday was just a couple of days ago. My niece's birthday is the day before mine. I have a lot of friends who have birthdays at this time of year. But every year when my, uh, both of my folks were alive, they would call up, my brother or I, and they would sing together in unison, happy birthday. And my, I knew it was my brother's birthday the other day. My, our dad passed early this year. So uh, I gave him a call. I did not sing happy birthday to him, but he had the recording. He had kept one of those. He actually said it to me. It was my parents singing happy birthday to him. So it was really nice to hear that. And I also remember when I was a kid, the, um, the apprehension, the delight I would get when I get a call from Santa Claus and I'd be like, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, it, that sounds like Uncle Dick and Aunt Claire. And I was always thinking, is that Uncle Dick and Aunt Claire? Is that Santa Claus? It sounded just like them. But they assured me that it was Santa Claus. And I was uh, one of those kids that really wanted to believe in Santa Claus. So I did. And finally, my brother, I don't know what age I was, 27, 28, just kidding. Um, he was like, there's no Santa Claus. And I was really broken up about that. But, um, you know, when kids, I have a five-year-old now, and uh, we didn't really push the Santa Claus thing on him. But he likes presents, that's for sure. He's practicing opening presents now, <laughs> getting ready, getting his present opening uh, game on. But the thing is, life goes by really quickly, and you want to really savor those moments and those moments of innocence and when you're, you, know, you, you have that connection with your folks because they're not going to be around forever or you have your connection with your kids because you're not going to be around forever. And at this time of year, it's a good time of year to assess that and take stock in all of the blessings that we have. So anyhow, with that in mind, just want to wish you have a great week. We'll get together again on Wednesday. I'll have the special announcement. Until then, just remember, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.